Hey guys, real quick before we get into the episode, if you're a struggling jujitsu student that is really looking for some more help and guidance and trying to figure out what you should be training and the next steps in your jujitsu journey, I have an online program called the Jujitsu Blueprint for Lifelong Development because ultimately jujitsu is a lifelong process you have interest in or want more information on. Make sure you hit me up at jasonhill.com. And I do an interview to make sure that you're a good fit, make sure the program would actually benefit you so that way your time's not wasted and neither is mine. Thank you guys again for supporting the podcast and we'll get on to the episode. What is going on, guys? Welcome into another episode of the Jiu-Jitsu Secrets Podcast. My name is Jason Hill, in case you guys don't know. So just as a little introduction, this will be part one of a three-part series that I'm calling three of the biggest problems that I see students uh, make a mistake in when it comes to training jujitsu and structuring their jujitsu. And really why the, I think this series is super important is because ultimately I, I truly think that, you know, everyone should be training jujitsu. Everyone should be staying on the mat. And so kind of my mission of this podcast or any kind of content that I put out is to try to make training a lot easier for students. Jujitsu is very chaotic. And unfortunately, I guess no one, thinks about it in the same way that I do, where I try to provide some kind of structure or framework for training that students can just kind of plug and play. I think a lot of times jujitsu is run by natural athletes, like people who, who run schools are like naturally athletic and they can train seven days a week. So the solution that they give you is just, well, show up and train more and you'll get better. Stop worrying about it. And that's like unrealistic for 99% of people. Anyway, that's my tangent for there. So getting into the idea about this is that being able to stay on the mat requires kind of two things. It requires progress. It requires you feeling like you need to be progressing. And then you also need to be staying motivated. So in my experience after running an academy for 13 years is that they go hand in hand. Okay. So if students don't feel like they're progressing, then that usually leads to a lack of motivation. And then if they lack motivation, then they're not going to have any desire to keep progressing, which then ultimately leads them to quitting. And then when you put it in that perspective, and then you got your wife or your spouse or your children or your job, and everything is breathing down your neck, and you have all these pressures outside of jujitsu, and then you start going through your head internally, well, man, I'm not getting any better. I don't feel like I'm progressing. Man, I'm not really even motivated to go. Why would I keep going? right? I have no goals. I have no anything. Then why would you continue to train jujitsu? You wouldn't. I would say that there would be no reason for you to train jujitsu if that's the state of mind that you're in, right? So I'm, we're going to cover three of the biggest things that I kind of see students deal with this that kind of leads to that lack of progress and then lack of motivation, right? And so this is kind of to be a little bit of motivation and maybe you guys can start implementing this into your training so that way you can see yourself progress and whatever, right? So I'll lay out the three in this podcast and then, you know, each one will come out like part one, part two, part three, right? So the first one is that students often have no way of measuring success of their progression outside of them getting a stripe, getting a belt promotion, or doing well in competition, right? So we have no metric for success. So that's gonna be part one, and that's gonna be more into this podcast. Number two is that students often have no way of actually developing any kind of training process 
or system. Basically, aka, they have no way of taking a, sh a sucky move or a shitty move into making it a good move, right? They have no way of being like, what are the steps? Like, should I drill the move X amount of times? Should I spar it X amount of times? How long should I focus on? They have no process besides just like, well, I'm going to try this move and good luck. If it doesn't work, I'm going to throw it away and it sucks and it's not for me, right? So they have no way of developing and making a move better, right? And then the last part is going to be ways that you guys can be holding yourself accountable or how you can find accountability partners and stay on the mat, right? So these are going to be the three big parts of this series. So part one is, like I said, right now, we're going to be talking about that students have no way of measuring success outside of external validation, basically belt promotion, stripes, or anything like that, okay? So why is this important? Well, because in jiu-jitsu, in case you guys don't know, some of you are a lot newer, there's really only uh, five main belts. We have white belt, blue belt, uh, purple belt, brown belt, and black belt, right? So there's five belts. And so in the grand scheme of things, to become a black belt, it takes a roughly, I think there's been a survey done, anything between, I guess, eight to 12 years. Okay, so that's a long time. So for each belt, that means an average, if you split them evenly, it would be like two to three years at each belt, maybe even longer. Now, that's usually not how the belt progression works. It's usually students take one to two years at white belt. In my experience, I've had some take longer. Then students are two to five years roughly at blue belt, some a little quicker, some a little longer. And then you spend two to three years of that at purple belt. And then two to three years or one to three years roughly at brown belt. And then, you know, you get your black belt. So that's kind of the, the timeline that I see most students get. And then we have these intermediate things on each belt called stripes, right? And so you get a stripe. Usually you get a maximum of four stripes at each belt. I do know there are some academies that will do like a double stripe. And so what that means is maybe like if you're getting, if you're a blue belt, getting your purple belt, you will get like four white stripes and then they will put four purple stripes on top of those white stripes. So you're kind of getting more of that external validation uh, more frequently, which is all cool. I mean, some people really hate that stuff. Um, it's kind of the everyone gets a trophy idea, I guess, like you're always getting that external validation, which we like. Hey, I'm all for tricking people's brains and psychologies into that. However, I think that's kind of a, a weird, dangerous task because I think it's not encouraging people to understand the internal value and how to teach them how to do that, which I think goes a lot further, right? So that's kind of be my goal is to kind of teach you guys some ways that you can build upon that internal validation, right? So the first thing is, is like I said, students have no metric of doing this. Now, there's a really simple thing that you guys can start doing literally right now that will totally be able to validate and you'll have a metric going forward for the rest of your jiu-jitsu career. Open up your phone, put in the notes tab, put in daily training log, okay? So if you open up your phone and put daily training log and then write out these three questions right now and make it like a template. Say, what did I do well tonight? What do I need to do better? What did I not do good basically tonight? What do I need to improve on? And then what are some potential things that I want to look into for the future. 
Okay. If you guys can do me a thing and answer those three questions after every time you train, right? So if you train one time a week, answer those three questions after you have a training session, whether it's just drilling or it's rolling or whatever, answer those three questions. If you train five nights a week, answer those three questions after the end of every training session. So you will start to develop now a log. You will start to develop an idea of what you need to be training. And the most important part of this is it's giving you a metric to start tracking. Okay. Metrics matter. And I like to tell my students, like when I teach my online program, the more ways that they track, the more ways that they win. Okay. So if you just get in the habit of writing everything down, then you will win more. Okay. The bar is pretty low for this because most people don't do this. And you are, if you're like a super competitive person or you're a person that's looking for any kind of like uh, life hack or any kind of like those things like growth hack, mind hack or something, this will be like game changing for you because it's, it's really not that hard. Most people just don't know. In my experience, the reason why students don't keep logs is because they don't know what to log, right? They have no idea what to log, but I just gave you guys three things to log. You don't have to write any more than that. If you can literally answer those three questions and do it on a consistent basis, you guys will make a world of difference in your training. And so what this does is this allows you to start taking in inventory about what you're sucking at at jujitsu and what you need to get good at and then where you start to need to make improvements. So if you keep taking these notes and then before every training session, literally just open up your notes, read it, and then try to work on improving those things or try to build upon that success. And so now you guys have a metric that is showing that if you improve upon that area that you sucked at, you have a metric. Now you can see that you have progressed. Super simple. You guys just got it done right there. It's easy to do, right? Also, if you guys can ever take video of yourselves training, if you can ever start to create like a jujitsu library. If you guys want to take it to the next step and start doing that, that's even better. And that's even a better way. If you guys are really enjoying this podcast, I'd greatly appreciate it if you left me some reviews, maybe some five stars, whether you're listening to this on Audible, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, make sure you guys leave this five stars, leave some nice words. Also share it with a friend. You know, I don't charge anything for these podcasts and my goal is just to grow it and help the jiu-jitsu community. So thank you guys for supporting and I'll see you guys later. To have a growth hack is if you guys can do that, if you can um, record yourself training, watch back your training footage um, and doing all those things that will really, really help you guys start to see that you're progressing from the outside. It's a really easy way to measure that. The other way that this is really good to be able to do, which I'll talk about kind of more in part two when it comes to the training process, which will be a lot longer of an episode because there are so many aspects when it comes to that, but is understanding how you're doing against your training partners and setting good levels of expectations against your training partners. So understanding that if I'm a blue belt and I train with a black belt, okay, what did I get value out of training with that black belt? What put bad positions did he put me in and what areas did I improve in? And then the next time you go train with that black belt, did you make improvements? Did you do better? Did they tap you? Uh, if they normally tap you five times in five minutes and now they tapped you, you know, three times in five minutes, that's a metric of improvement. 
right? So being able to track those things and measure those things, even against training partners and um, all the different skill levels and stuff is very validating and very important. Now, competitions, I also think, are also a great way of determining a metric because you can say, hey, this person is my skill level, supposedly, and how well I do and, and everything like that. I think the tournament is a little interesting um, way of measuring because often there's some performance anxieties and, and there's, there's, there's other metrics that go into kind of like tournament idea. I don't think it's always the best way because most of the time, whenever we're training, we're training in the gym. We're not doing tournaments on a consistent basis. So I actually don't always think tournaments are the best way of measuring where you're at. I think they are if you're a black belt, if you're like a high level black belt in your competition, because now everyone's kind of at that level. But most of the time, if you're just in the in the gym training and you're only competing two or three times a year, maybe. I don't think that's always the greatest metric. Anyway, that's a side tangent or topic. I do think it is a good one, but I don't think it's end-all be-all. I think what you do inside the academy is a lot more important, in my opinion. So hopefully you guys can see that if you can start doing this daily training log, or and I say daily because most of us don't train daily, just every time you train, training log, right? Whatever you want to call that. See, sessional training log, right? We'll start calling it that from now on. So write those questions down, answer those questions. And then here's the biggest thing. Tell somebody what your goals are, right? This is part of the accountability part, but it kind of goes into this external or, or, or metric of, of that. Tell somebody your goals, right? Tell somebody what they are. Tell somebody what you're trying to work on and what you're trying to improve, whether that's your coach, whether that's a training partner that you really enjoy. Um, tell somebody what your notes say and like if they can offer any kind of feedback or assistance on that. If you guys need somebody to tell and you literally have nobody in your life that will listen to you in jujitsu, tell me, okay? Send me your goals. Send me an email at jason at jasonhill.com. Send me an email, say that you listened to this podcast and put that in the subject line so I don't ignore it. And then put your like goals in there and put some of your daily training logs. I don't care if you're listening to this and you've been doing it for like a year from now or you've done it for one session. If you need somebody to hold you accountable and you need somebody to do it, send it to me, okay? And that will help you guys have that external or I'm sorry, that external metric, yeah, by sending it to me, but also internal metric, because now you have sent it to somebody, you're going to feel there's a level of responsibility and commitment that you have, right? So these are the growth hacks that I like. I don't really like just the idea of like, getting an extra stripe or getting whatever. That's just kind of putting like a bandaid over the problem. And I just, yeah, I just don't think it's the best way to reward behavior. But who knows, I know a lot of schools that do that. And they they have success with it and it's and it's great for them, right? So I apologize. I'm not trying to dog any schools that do it. That's just my own personal opinion, but maybe call me old school or whatever. So there you guys go. Here's part one. We'll be covering part two and part three coming up here relatively soon. You guys get after it. That's what I really want to make the main focus over is being able to build a training log, understanding internal metrics inside the gym. And guys, there's probably a bunch of other ones that you can come up with. But start doing it now because if you can start seeing yourself being successful, you'll start to see your progress. You'll be like, yes. Then you'll start to have the motivation because now you'll have goals that you'll be able to hit 
because of the logs that you've kept, the videos that you've watched, the goals that you have told people, right? So now you have motivation to achieve for that. So anyway, there you guys go. There's a little bit motivational podcast. Have a good rest of your day. I'll see you guys later. Thank you guys again for supporting the podcast. In case you guys didn't know, I'm really trying to work on growing my social media presence, either on Instagram and on Twitter. So make sure you guys give me a follow over there of at Jason Hill is both handles. It's also in the show description. It's a quick way to link over. This is the best way to also ask me about questions or topics you would like future podcasts on. Also, if you haven't already, make sure you check out the YouTube channel. It has a lot of these topics just in video format. It's just another medium for you guys to check it out. And so that is a good way to also get some jujitsu help. So thank you guys again, and I'll see you guys later.